0: Are you looking for a great way to be a better leader in today's world? Well, look no further. You're here at the Still Loading Podcast, where we explore leadership for the digital age. We collect all the best practices, skills and tips that you'll ever need so you can start being a better leader today. I'm your host, Ilona Brannan, and this is definitely worth listening to. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Still Loading Podcast. This is me, Ilona Brannan, here with you. And this week is when I get to reflect on the stories and the expertise and the wisdom of our guests so far and kind of give my point of view about what they've said and kind of things that really resonated with me. We've had uh, an amazing array of guests so far. So we've had Uh, Monica Holland, who is a startup expert in terms of sales and marketing and helping startup founders um, develop their sales skills. We've had Lucy Wolfenden, who is a scale-up expert with marketing. So she helps founders with their marketing and developing that part of the business. And then we've had Rebecca Jones, who helps with the customer experience and customer success. So these are three different aspects of a founder's journey and a startup's journey that are really important. And they all differ slightly in their approach, but I think they're all equally valuable and really essential to growing a successful startup and a successful business, regardless of the industry that you're in. And I think with, um, if we start with Monica, what I thought was really fascinating with Monica was that she spoke about um, the fact that when she works with founders of a particular um product often these founders are really 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 passionate about solving the problem that they've built right so she likened the uh, experience to like their bakers and their expert bakers and they love what they do and you can almost understand that because if you are going to be solving a problem especially if you're solving a problem with a technical product be a piece of software or even something, you know, really specific, like a a particular tool or something, you have to know that problem inside and out to the point where you can identify the gap and then you can identify the solution. So you are a real deep technical expert. That's where your ideas come from. That's how you've got to where you are. However... The trick is then to be able to sell that idea to everybody else, and the thing is, not everyone will have that level of expertise. And I see this quite often with uh, a lack of communication skills. I think you know we've all done it. We've been really excited about a particular product or or, or something that we're interested in, and we're assuming that everybody knows what we know. Um, there is actually a, a particular bias about this. I need to look it up. But there is a bias about this that we all internally have, where we assume everybody knows what we know. And actually, we have to assume that people don't know everything that we know. It's it's a bit of a, uh, a misconception to think everyone would think what we knew and, and, and so forth. So that, I think, is really, really interesting. When you think about a founder or you're starting up anything you know, you could be an expert baker, and you love making cakes and so forth. But you need to be able to sell that to someone else to then be able to get them to pay for your product or service. And that's where the sales comes in. And often, you know, people are a bit like, oh, I don't like sales. But if you think of sales, as communicating to someone, how you solve their problem, and then obviously, if you don't, then you don't, right, you, you can leave that to be. And I think that is probably the sign of a great leader when they you know, are very confident in their product and in their service. And then they can actually say, well, look, if it fits, that's fantastic. I'd love to help you. But if it doesn't, then that's fine too. Um, and that kind of links in really strongly to something that I've seen consistently um, with lots and lots of guests talking about leadership qualities that they really respect and admire. And one of them is integrity. And I think this whole sales bit where you're communicating your idea and how you solve the problem really, really well and effectively with the skills that you can develop, but you're doing it in such a way that you have integrity. I think this is a really interesting component. And I think it's very, very topical when we think about leadership for the digital age, because actually what we're finding is because of the internet, because of social media, and because of the way we can communicate, on a global scale, as a global community, people do need to have integrity and do what they say, and also be able to back up the claims that they're going to be saying about their product or service. And and we also have a bit more agency now. We can actually complain on social media and say that that hasn't worked. So these aspects, these qualities are, are really fundamental to be able to get a product and service launched and be successful in the digital age. So Definitely, you know, Monica's skill set is is really useful um, for founders in that, in that space. The other thing she spoke about in her episode, which I thought was really a great way of thinking about it. And it's funny because obviously I think and talk about leadership for the digital age quite a lot. And when I speak to people and sometimes even guests, when I ask them, can you tell me about a leader that's inspired you? Sometimes they're a bit like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I have one. But Monica had this suggestion where you think about your anti-hero, right? We've had it. I mean, we may have had in our lives an experience of someone who was a terrible leader and just was like absolutely awful. So if there's someone that you can recall who was like that in your life, then they're your anti-hero. And actually that can be just as valuable to work out how you do not want to behave and how you do not want to become as a leader as someone who inspires you because often we um as human beings tend to move away from pain and move away from things that are uncomfortable so that is a fantastic question and i do pose it to all of you listening you know who is someone in in your experience in your lifetime who is an anti-hero. I think with me I can definitely think of a few and for me it was it was leaders who, you know, weren't supportive for sure. Also for me a big one and this is probably like showing you a little bit about what a, you know, a really important value of mine, but someone who doesn't do what they say they're going to do it drives me mad. I mean, I get that life changes and you kind of need to adapt but that is, you know, somebody who does, who says, you know, you must do this thing and they don't do that thing themselves. Oh, it really, really bugs me, really bugs me, especially if you're in a leadership position. Um, and I remember, you know, I was being told by this particular manager to, you know, do all these things uh, with my job, but yet I saw them doing the opposite. Um, often, you know, say, well, you you got to do what I say. And it's a bit like, well, That's not really helpful. So do you think about who is your anti-hero and then what are the qualities that you do not want to have? What are the things you do not want to have uh, or do uh, as a leader uh, today? The second person that we spoke to was Lucy Wolfenden, who was just a joy to speak to and her work within the, you know, working with startup founders with their marketing because what she identified was at the very beginning, and I can vouch for this, you you don't necessarily need a full-time 100% 100% all the time Their marketing person, you're still getting off the ground, right? These are the, what I loved about these conversations were that they are for when you've literally just started. And one of the statistics I read uh, recently was that in the UK, so I can't vouch for everywhere else, but in the UK, um, I think it's one in three people would like to start their own business. So that's an incredible statistic. And it just shows you how things are changing across the board where people want to actually have the opportunity to develop something themselves, Um, be that uh, a business that they can use as their primary mode of income or be that as a side hustle. Um, And there will be more about side hustles coming on later this season. So do bear that in mind because I won't give too much away yet. There will be something about side hustles coming up with a fantastic guest as well. So we've got more people wanting to start up a a business for themselves. And, um, you know, you've got the Aspect of a technical founder becoming good at sales—it really is a valuable skill set. I cannot recommend it enough. Do you know listen to Monica's episode and develop your sales skills. And then with Lucy, she offers part-time marketing in a sense to founders to help them launch and scale. And then obviously when they get to a certain size, when they can actually uh, bring someone in full-time, that's what they do. And then they'll work with Lucy and her team um, in a in a more agency role. But I just thought that was brilliant because you are addressing a need. There is a need to have some marketing at the very beginning of your business venture, but you don't necessarily need someone all the time until you've got to that real product market fit, and you know exactly where you're going, and you've also got the revenue coming in. Um, and Lucy's worked with a range of different people thinking about how to, you know, get their message out there. So really thinking about those two aspects when you have a fantastic idea great. You need to then learn how to communicate it really well and sell it and market it so everybody knows about it um, and more people can find you. So I thought they were were really good episodes. And I loved Lucy's point about um, relationships and about building really strong, meaningful relationships in your career and how they can really help you Um, because it, it might not be say like a direct leader that has a massive influence on you but it could be somebody else and actually it's those relationships that can help influence you and develop you right so i think that was a fantastic point from lucy Do you want to know where you are on your leadership development journey? Well, here at the Still Loading Podcast, we have combined the best insights and expertise from our guests and the best practices and tips and tools that we use with our clients today and created a free resource for you, the Wheel of Digital Leadership Life, so that you can assess where you are today and where you need to get to in order to be a great leader for the digital age. The link is in the description box below where you can get your hands on it. And also, please do like and subscribe and share this podcast with people that you think would really benefit from it. It helps us to find more people and to help more people become leaders fit for the digital age. Thanks. And then we had Rebecca who was talking about customer success because she is a customer success champion, advocate and passionate um, expert in that area and customer success um, within the um sort of software space and fintech space, which is where um uh, which is where Rebecca lies, um, it's all about being able to help the customer use and utilize the product really, really well because sometimes these software products are really quite complex, and you need to be able to know how to use it to get the most out of it for your business. And she spoke about how, you know, you need to think about the customer journey, like what is the experience for the customer when they're actually using your product or service? And what are those touch points and how can you ensure that they're getting a great experience along the way? And not just that, you know, it could be a nice experience, but are they really going to get the value that they need? Because... We really do have to improve the way that we communicate with customers. It's not enough to just take the money now. You've done the sales and the marketing with the the you know with uh, Monica and Lucy, but then you've really got to start investing in that relationship and building the skills um in your customers to be able to use the products and services that you've got, but then also to be able to build the relationship because you know, recently um, in the UK uh, at the time of this recording, there's a, well, you know, it's global really, but this year, 2022, there's been a lot of um, concern about rising inflation rates and the different things involved there. And there's going to be economic volatility. You know, that's just how economics works. So it really is about building those strong relationships, communicating the value that you create for your customers, and then, that you're less likely. It's not an impossibility because you, you cannot control everything. You cannot control every, every variable. But if you have a great relationship and you've delivered value, at least that will mitigate the risk of someone completely just leaving you. Um, and in a software term, that's called churn. So when someone churns, they, they're leaving you. But if you have a strong relationship and you've educated them well and you've proven the value of what you deliver, then it's less likely. Um, but as I said, it's never it's never 100% foolproof, but at least you know you've done everything that you can. And I think having that point of view in your startup or business, what's the customer's experience of this? What's the customer's feedback? What's the customer's, you know, uh, what do they get from doing this with us? Because you spend so much time thinking about how your product or service solves their problem, but really what's the feeling? What's the experience? You know, people will go out of their way to tell you how amazing an experience was. And equally they'll go out their way to tell you how terrible an experience was. That is just human nature. So knowing that and leveraging that for your business is really, really important. I mean, that's why things go go viral if we think about, you know, digital age scenario here. The reason things go viral is because people either thought they were really fantastic or they're really shocking and terrible. And it's the same, you know, in in when you're dealing with your customers. So thinking about that from a leadership um, as in the digital age perspective, you really need to think about that customer experience, both if you are doing anything in person, and online, what's the online experience? Those tiny little, you know, touch points really can make a huge difference to retention, um, and to also thinking about, um, you know, building that relationship. And the the one tip I will share with you that I I saw with a client, they were a publisher, a subscriptions based publisher, and one thing that I just was like, wow, when someone was about to leave to, you know, no longer subscribe to their their publishing stuff, then they actually sent them an email, like they actually popped up a message just saying, you know, um, okay, you know, you're going to leave, that's great, but if you could let us know why. um, And also, if you ever want to come back, it's as easy as this. And actually, they found that people did return because they had made it such an easy and pleasant experience to leave them. And it kind of seemed really counterintuitive to me to actually... Make a leaving process easy, but actually, if you do that, you know because people's circumstances change all the time, then they're more likely to come back in the future. Whereas I know I've had experiences online where it seems near enough impossible to leave a non-live subscription, and I just feel resentful that I have to honestly go on a bit of a quest, an online digital quest through the through the website or the portal to actually leave them. So I think that's a really interesting point of view to think about. How can you also make the leaving process as seamless and as straightforward as possible so people still have a good experience there and are more likely then to come back? So you've had three great um, interviews and expertise there. You've got my insights from my own experiences working with startups and scale-ups Um, And I think this is the space that is really interesting because it's where the human um, element of business comes into uh, the digital component as well. These two touch points, you know, you can do them in real life and you can do them digitally. And I think they're really essential for um, any leader or any business entrepreneur to be thinking about when they're starting and trying to grow their business as well. You really need to consider all these aspects um, and the, the the thing that Rebecca said that really struck for me as well is that within a startup or, or a business, and I would actually say most businesses, most small businesses that have to kind of run a pace, you're in a new business every 90 days. So if you think about that, if you're um, a leader in the business, even if you don't manage someone, but you're leading a aspect of the business, you do have to change and adapt every 90 days as well. And that was something that Monica mentioned, you know, leaders, when they want to get to the next level of growth in their business, they need to become a different leader. And that is the same for all of us. You know, the situations that we saw 10 years ago in our own lives would have required us to have been a different kind of person 10 years ago. Now we're here, we need to learn um, new skills to be able to adapt to a a different environment, both um, on a professional level and personal level, and the same will be true in the future. So I think it's really thinking about that mindset of continual learning and growth and thinking about that, you know, still loading concept. You're never quite done. Um, You will always be developing and thinking about how to be a great leader for the digital age. So I hope this has been valuable for you. It's a short one, but it's powerful. Um, Do have a think about those anti-heroes for me. Um, And also let me know um, what really you thought was interesting from this episode. I'd love to get more questions from you um, that I can answer. So please feel free to drop me a note. Um, You can also contact us at hello.stillloadingpodcast at gmail.com. Send in your questions and we can answer them there. And also down in the description box below is a free worksheet for you all about what's your wheel of digital leadership life which is really awesome so you can actually start to think about how to develop yourself as a digital leader what are the skills that you have what are the skills you need to develop and for that uh, just go down into the description box below but for now keep listening if you've enjoyed it please do uh, like and subscribe and also rate us on the apple podcasts app more people can find us if you do that. So I really appreciate that. Um, we've got five-star reviews so far. So please just keep uh, the ratings coming in um, and it would be great to hear from you. Please drop us a note. Thanks very much for listening. Take care for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Still Loading podcast. If you're interested in learning more about the leadership development programmes we can offer you, you need to contact Slate Digital. We cater for everyone who needs to have leadership development in their rapidly scaling organisations. We specialise in remote and hybrid leadership, and we can't wait to hear from you. If you've liked the podcast and found it useful, please do share it with your friends, your colleagues, anyone you think who might benefit from from being a better leader in the digital age. Bye for now.